You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. And now drops it, Kane shoots, trickling puck, Nordstrom reaches out with his left leg and kicks it away from Lynette. I was going in. In tight, Huberdeau trying to go back into forehand, they score. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Oh, hi there. You're looking well. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, serving southern Alberta and Calgary since 1992. You got a question about basements? Visit dlbasementsystems.com. Uh, we got a show today. That's why yeah. we're on. It's what we're doing here. <laughs> it's what we do. Uh, we got some fun guests today. Um, Stanley Cup champion, NHL legend, um, Tim Hunter at 8 o'clock. But at 7.30, Calgary Flames forward Blake Coleman. Oh, current, active. Look at that. Back-to-back Flames guests. Boom. During Stampede Still Week. keeping the hockey going. Yeah. Um... We haven't heard any hockey news in the last. No, it's crickets. Couple days. It's not even crickets because crickets make noise. Yeah, there's been nothing. Nothing. Um, and I mean, like it's funny because last year at this point we're still four days away from the opening of free agency. Yeah, which is just because of how the calendar was all made up. So yeah, right now uh, we're it's really just waiting on somebody to uh, make a decision on hey I want to be here hey I don't want to be here make make a trade happen. Maybe we know. Maybe they maybe they have let them know, and now it's just trying to find a proper fit. Because, yeah. I mean, Calgary doesn't have to rush right now. Yeah, What what what's the hurry? There's no hurry right here. So it's like, okay, well, you don't want to be here. I'll, I'll find a trade when I get a trade. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, I saw it like it's... It's just try, I know we're just trying to make things up here and trying to figure things up, it, it, but this is it. Like I think it's just no, it, it's, it's not that it's not that we're making we're not making it up. Sorry. No, but just, like Eric Francis going to join us hopefully at the top of the next hour. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that later. But um, he said something that you know, not wanting to resign is a lot different than not wanting to be here. There is a difference. And yeah, I, I agree with that. Like Calgary's not the only team in this boat. There's some big time guys heading into the final years of their deals that you have to get something for, right? Like the William Nylander thing in Toronto. Yep. Like Austin Matthews hasn't signed yet. Nope. Like what what what's going on there? Like I'm sure Tree is having a time getting these guys under contract and figuring out how the salary cap's gonna work. <laughs> but they're Two massive pieces of their franchise, Matthews and Nylander, still don't have an extension. What's going on in Winnipeg? Connor Hallibuck. Mm-hmm. And that that's a, that's an interesting one, too, because it, it's just like, okay, well, people want to acquire him, but nobody right now can afford an extension for him. Yeah. Well, they can. They can't afford an extension because the extension won't click in until the following year, but they obviously have to figure out planning. Okay, well, this guy's coming off the books, or this guy's got to go out, yeah. or whatnot. This guy's got to be moved around. So... Yeah, just it, it, that. That's that. I think that's what's holding up on the Hellebuck. Is just I think there's people. It's just trying to find a, a proper place to extend them at. 
Uh, but yeah, you're right. Like Shifley's a deal as well out there uh, one year away from free agency. And I, I yeah, these are some big names. But these are also like... teams that, you know, they kind of think they want to be a playoff team next year. Whether or not the returns, because I don't think Winnipeg's going to get a, a ton for Mark Shifley. I think they'll get an, an okay return. But I think this is a player that he is what he is. He's a he's a he's a offensive minded player. He's not going to play defense. He's a center, so that that doesn't really help theirs if he's only going to play in his own end. So that's going to you know weigh down I think a little bit of his prospects. But yeah, I, I think it, I think it could it, it could all happen at all at the same time. It could happen in August. Who knows? Maybe they're just like everybody's just trying to figure something out right now. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, but it's also I think because Winnipeg, Calgary, they have the the playoff. Um, you know, drive. They want to get into the playoffs. And by letting these pending UFAs go, you're probably not going to be so much playoff team next year. So I think we still need to figure out what the heck the direction is. Yeah. And I think obviously I think the flames know their direction. They want to be a, a playoff team. Mm-hmm. I think the same goes for in Winnipeg. So these trades are franchise shakers. Yeah. I, I, again, I, I've talked about this on this show, like goaltending is now the running back to the oh, running yeah. back. What is in the NFL? Like, very important, a yeah. vital position. But There's a ton of you, and we don't need an elite one to get by. Or or we don't want to pay elite yeah. prices to we don't acquire want to pay you. an elite price, yeah. Like, again, um, Connor Hallibuck making $6.1 million, uh this season before he's an unrestricted free agent, wants something around a nine. Who's going to pay him that? Vasilevsky, nine and a half is probably where it starts at. Okay. Like really, Connor make more than Vasilevsky, the guy who single handedly helped Lightning win. Obviously, that team was ridiculously mm-hmm. deep, getting to all those Cup finals in a row, mm-hmm. winning two championships. But again, like, what can the Devils afford to do that? Maybe, maybe next year when the cap goes up, allegedly, and that's what five million dollars, like, which the, I can never trust the NHL in doing. But that, again, but the NHL announces all. I'm sure the owners and everybody know find out before that, but that'll be too late. It feels like once oh, well, the cap's going up a five six million bucks. It's ju- it's uh, June eighteenth, yeah, twenty twenty four. Let's extend these guys. Yeah, <laughs> so much can happen. Over, yeah, between I know. Now and then, yeah, like again, Calgary isn't the only team in this boat. Yeah. Like with key players going into the final year of their deal, obviously the Flames have a ton, but you know in Winnipeg and in Toronto they still have, you know, worries. I'm sure there's some mm-hmm. hand wringing going on in those markets as well. What are we doing with these players? Because that trade uh, they made for Pierre Luc Dubois in Winnipeg, like um, I have follow. I like him. I think he's a good player. Nice little piece they got there. Mm-hmm. Um, if they have some some more health, like Josh Morrissey battled a little bit of injury last season. They got. He, a- like they have a lot of the same style of player at defense as well. They, there's a lot more numbers there. Um, you're wondering if a trade can be made with one of those bodies, like a Brandon Dillon, Nate Schmidt, something along those well, lines. I think, I think Neil Pionk at five eight is a little pricey. It is. It was. It was. It was a. It was a contract. It was like one of those. Hey, this is a defenseman that's a really good power play specialist. And when they signed yep. that deal, he was a killer on the power play. He was putting up the points. It's fallen off a bit here in the last uh, since signing that deal. So I think mm-hmm. <laughs> you can see that with a lot of the young defensemen. They sign a big deal. It's not like a Darnell Nurse deal, or where you're, you're everything you do is is you know uh, evaluated under a microscope because you make too much money. But yeah, that Pionk deal is a little bit. Uh, but yeah, that's what I mean. They have a lot of the defensemen in Winnipeg that are kind of in the same mold. Right. Morrissey had a big big breakout year, so hopefully that's more of the Josh Morrissey you see going forward. 
But yeah, it's 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 just interesting days for sure. I know last year um, we had this discussion, me, you, and Maddie, about how I wasn't a believer in the Jets, even though they were near the top of the Central. No, you were right. They fell yeah, off. Then I, I honestly think if I look at the Jets today compared to the Flames, the Flames should absolutely finish ahead of the Jets in the standings. Unless the Flames are completely tearing this thing down. It, it's going it, to, a lot of it is on the goaltending here too. Jacob Marks from bouncing back is a big key in any success the Flames have. Uh, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, you drop out Tyler Toffoli, you add in Yarns, Jaeger, Sharangovich. Okay. That's all right. That's a similar, I guess, a, a, a like for a like kind of maybe a little bit of a downgrade, but it's still a, a younger player. Uh, yeah, I don't, I think that's going to be bouncing on Calgary, bouncing back and doing what they always do with the yo-yo effect. Winnipeg, I, I, I don't know. Winnipeg is a, uh. It's an interesting group for sure. It's it's something happened there around the around January, February that just caused them to just fall off. It was almost like when Nick Ehlers came back into the lineup, they mm-hmm. <laughs> they came back, which is came back down to earth. Um, our Larry. pal um, Sam McKee, uh, who you've heard uh, many times on this show, uh, he does um, Real Kipper and Bourne in Toronto. Mm. Uh, he's the producer. Uh, does a great job of doing that with Justin Bourne and Nick Kiprios. Uh, he had an interesting poll question this morning I want to share with you. All right. Uh, would you do one year of William Nylander, uh, trading that away for one year of Tom Wilson? Hmm. <laughs> Isn't that the exact player the Leafs need? Yeah, it is. Like It is. That unicorn of like playing on the edge and a guy who will do anything you need to, to win the championship, the Stanley Cup. Give you that physical edge. And all of a sudden, yeah, I guess everybody who's there already, you got Max Domi, you got Ryan Reeves, you got uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. They got a lot of... So they just want to try to build Vegas, Vegas East is what they're trying to do. Sure. Would you do that? William ne- One year of William Nylander for one year of Tom Wilson? Because maybe you can convince Tom Wilson to stay. He's from North Toronto Arena. <laughs> if you can get Tom Wilson at one year, probably a hell of a lot cheaper than William Nylander. Obviously, Nylander is a superior player. Yeah, there's going to be more more the goals and, and the be game breaking ability, yeah. all that. But would you do that? <laughs> if 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 Willie wants ten million dollars, yeah. do you do that? If Willie wants ten million dollars, I probably do that because you could probably get more than Tom Wilson out of it. Probably get a pick prospect. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably do that because if Toronto, thinks... you think Tree would do that? That's ultimately what I'm asking you here. <laughs> I mean, it feels like he wants to make a massive move. Like yep. he wants to like put his stamp of approval on the Maple Leafs and just like this is a Tree-approved team. I could totally see that happening. I could totally see it. Yeah, and I, I get there's like oh there's such a discrepancy in the in the talent level and whatnot. It's it's the style of player you get. William Nylander would be fine. I mean, have him play on a wing with Alex Ovechkin, great, whatever. That'd be wonderful. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be great. But I and whatever Washington wants. But Toronto just yeah just I think you add more more muscle, more meat, more power, more just uh, anger to that team. In that bottom six, yeah. Even Tom Wilson could float up and down the lineup. No, he would not be a bottom. No, six he'd be a top six team. player for yeah. sure. But he can penalty kill. He can do a lot of things for that team. I would do it. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, how much of these guys just and where, but where are they going to end up playing? Like, if you yeah. want ten million dollars, where, where are you going to go? Like that, and, yeah. and again, and again, there's 
we forget with a lot of these guys. There's a lot of you want ten million dollars. I mean, it's going to be those bottom teams. They're the ones that can do it right now. Yeah, <laughs> there's a ton of ego involved too, right? Yeah. Like if you're Neilander in Toronto, you look around. Okay, like you you caved in and gave Marner north of ten million. Matthews is our best player. I get it. He should be the highest paid player on the team. And yeah. what is he going to get now? 15, 14 and a half. Yeah. Okay. So when he gets 14 and a half, Neilander would be like, well, actually, you know, I led the team in goals last year. Uh, <laughs> can I get, can I do this? Like, can, can I cash in on this too? Like, I'm a very dynamic player too. Oh, and by the way, you're paying our captain $11 million, who's clearly on the back nine of his career. Can I get mine here? But there's no room to get. There yours. is no room, and, it's, and and we had Brian Burke on uh, yesterday, and he was uh, he's super adamant how the cap is great, and it is for smaller market teams that mm. there's cost certainty and there's a floor and there's a ceiling and it's very ironclad. It's just I don't ultimately know if it's just player movement is good for the league, like it just is. Like, it's interesting when guys move, guys get traded. It's great talk show fodder. People love it on the internet. People love to talk about rumors. But right now, you just, everything is just such as at a standstill. And we're only in July here. Yeah. Like, okay, the deadline is usually busy. So we have to, what, wait till the deadline now for a flurry of activity because the salary cap is so tight on a lot of these teams? I, I just don't know if that's no, good for the league. It that's, isn't. It that's isn't ultimately good. what I'm it, saying. It doesn't. It doesn't generate any sort of talk. Uh, if I'm a sports league, I want to be talked about 12 months out of the year, and in the NHL's case, that is not even close. Uh, I want to be relevant. Yeah, it, it, this whole flat cap has completely just just sunk any sort of player movement. Yet there still is player movement. They still find Yo, a way. Yeah. Uh, I think we were just like. I think we we're just kind of taken back aback uh, because the the how. The lack of player quality that was involved in free agency. It was a lot of players, but it wasn't like a, ooh, that's a huge deal. We weren't sitting like, oh, they gave him that. Yeah, well, they gave him that. Like that's that's kind of the quality of free agency, free agent you had this past year. Right. And I think like a lot of the insiders and a lot of the t- a lot of the the talking heads and whatnot were trying to generate, and that's their job. They're trying to generate. Okay, well, yeah, we're hearing this guy. We're hearing this guy, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just everybody seems. It's not. I don't want to say scared, but it's just they're just so cost certainty right now. They just want to be like, yeah. I just want to get to September training camp, see how I like. I think most teams have figured out kind of what they want to do next year. And I mean, and for teams like Calgary, I know it's it's so scary. Again, you're going into another season. I mean, yeah, maybe it's not the same quality of player that Johnny Goudreau and and Matthew Kachuk were, but you're going into this, into another year. Where play where you're ha- you're possibly going to lose big players. I know one of them doesn't want to be here for sure, but you're going to be losing at least Elias Lindholm, Noah Hannah. For those would be your two elite guys, Michael Backlund. I guess you know, like like Frank Saravelli said, and I I agree that Backlund matters more to the Flames than probably anybody else in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I yeah, it's just <laughs> trying to find something to do here. It's yeah, it's just. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's really and, annoying. <laughs> and I and I get what Berkey was saying yesterday that cap space is an asset, and it is. Yeah, it absolutely is. And yeah, like I never that was era. the first time I'd ever heard somebody say, "Well, they lost Johnny Johnny Gaudreau. Well, they gained ten million dollars out of it, and sure. I guess they they gave that ten million dollars to Jonathan Huber. Right, and and I and I get that, but that's not a good way to run an organization. No, it's not either. a great it's, way. It's poor asset management when you're losing a player of that caliber for nothing. And I mm-hmm. get it. You, you, you got some cap space, cap space and that's great. Yeah. But when you just have a guy like that, walk out the door, it's not good. And again, no, it, it's like, I, I, I doubt we go through that same song and dance here this season with the Calgary flames. Like, I don't think that's really going to happen. 
But like, this is a league where you even get into training camp and preseason, and like, that's it. Play the, the roster move, they stop. Like, yeah, you get guys like on waivers and whatnot. Yeah. But you don't see trades in the in the preseason and training camp. Like, this stuff gets done in July and August. And yeah, we still got a couple weeks here in July, and then a whole month of August, and then a good mm-hmm. chunk of September to get things done. So. I think it's just we're trying to find things to talk about, and it's a little bit of annoyance trying to figure out what the hell these teams are going to do and what we're going to do with Noah Hannafin and yep. and all the pending UFAs. We just got to wait. Just got to yeah, wait. Yeah, it's just, okay, we, <laughs> we're going to get some news. Uh, we have uh, baseball to concentrate on. Their trade deadlines. A lot of baseball, yeah. Yeah, their trade deadlines uh, coming up. And you think you got issues uh, if you're uh, a Winnipeg Jets fan, a Calgary Flames fan, or a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, uh, what if you're, uh, and again, they're the second banana in that city, but what if you're an Angels fan? Exactly. Like, you have the the most dynamic player on the planet, I would argue, in any sport, mm-hmm. uh, in Shohei Otani, and you are one game below 500 yeah. uh, at the All-Star break, uh, clinging, uh, just trying to stay relevant. In the playoff race, uh, we wake up this morning. Uh, they headed into the All Star break uh, on fire, losing five straight. Uh, they are a full uh, five games out behind the Blue Jays and the Astros for a wild card spot. And I know the ownership has said, uh, Artie Moreno's, no way, we're not training any, we're not training Shohei Otani. That's insane. We yeah. can't do that. Well, you're five games out, and this guy potentially will be jumping ship and go uh, across the city to go play yeah. for the Dodgers. Like, if you're an Angels fan. What do you do? Okay, I love watching this guy play. He's so fun, but there's no way you you can let that guy just walk for nothing. Yeah, I think Artie Moreno, uh, Adnan said this with me as well. uh, Artie Moreno doesn't want to be known as the guy that traded away. Yeah, okay, but nobody wants great. But I guess you you also have a uh, a team here to run that has been scuffling in the Mike Trout era. Yeah, they have not. This Mike Trout was at one point the greatest you know, going to be the best player on his way, you know, and then the injuries started mounting up and now he's out for two months here, almost with a hammock fracture. It's, it is time to tear it down the return you could get. I mean, (laughs) if you could like, like you get the return you get with Shohei Otani. That's, it's obviously two position players. Yeah. Right off the bat that that he's slot right into your lineup. Yep. Probably two top prospects at least. Yeah. So there's, there's your base. Patrick, you're adding yeah. the best hitter in the yeah. game and are one of the best pitchers in the game. Yeah, and you could trade immediately him anywhere you want to. Yeah, but that team that was going to trade for him is like, okay, do we want to trade for him and we want to extend him, or we just yeah. trade him for do a we run want, like, here for three a months series? of Shohei Otani here potentially? Yeah, like if the Miami Marlins, who yeah. are a contending team right now in the NL East. Yeah, I don't know their system, but if if they were like, we need to fill this park. We yeah. get Shohei in Miami <laughs> to go trade, try chase Atlanta here. I don't know. That's that would be like that would be kind of the thing. But obviously, Miami's a small market team. What about a team like the Rays? They know they Again, can't keep a, them. Yeah, a, they have prospects a, that they could do yeah, it. A similar, a similar try to win a world championship. Exactly. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to see, and I'm like, why yeah. not? And and the MLB trade deadlines this month. <laughs> when is it? It's coming up. It's the end the of the month. June. That's uh, the last day of the year, I believe. Yeah, or last day of the year. Last day of the month. July thirty first. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then uh, it used to be the uh, non-waiver trade. Yeah, they got, rid of, they got rid of that. Yeah. Which was always August confusing. 1st. August 1st. I don't yeah. know which I liked more, the non-waiver trade deadline or the Rule 5 draft before the season. <laughs> I don't know which one is my favorite, but... Uh, uh, I mean, uh, Jay's almost lost Edwin Encarnacion through a non-waiver trade situation with yeah. Oakland, and then they were really able to bring him back. I think that's how that story worked. And it all worked out in the end. So, yeah, yeah I... Th- I I, I the, the the that weird whole thing. Yeah, we have the hard trade deadline here on the thirty first, but then you could still make trades yeah. the rest of the year. But they got to go through waivers. Yeah, and I think that's a really fascinating <laughs> situation uh, as well. Um, wanted to uh, throw out our text topic for today. Got a giveaway. Yeah, we have another pair of tickets to the Badlands Music Festival uh, this weekend, tomorrow night and Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Francis, uh, he got after it last night. Did he? Uh, we had a goal yeah. of 25 oh, rum and no. cokes. It turned out to be 25 drinks. Holy crap. Reached his goal. He reached his goal. He was a champion last night. Is that 25 from uh, Earl's at 2 p.m. on? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't uh, at 3 That's why I figured he's, he's, he's coming in today. <laughs> uh, we want to we have some story time here for the 830 segment. Okay. Have some fun and some story time. Give us... Um, the dumbest thing you've ever done at a work stampede party. <laughs> nine sixty, nine sixty. Name and probably location. happened this week for many people. Yeah, like the dumbest thing you've done at a work stampede party. Nine sixty, nine sixty. Name and location. We pick your story. Texty McTexters in our Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan text reading robot uh, will join the uh, the program, mm-hmm. and we'll uh, we'll get them to read your text messages. And uh, if you make us laugh, if you entertain us, if it's a true story, make sure it's a true story. <laughs> Um, you win the tickets to the Badlands Music Festival. It's that simple. Now, from somebody who's still a um, a Stampede newbie, first year at the Stampede, what's the weekend look like at Stampede? Like the last two days? Is it like people just really like just go all out because it's coming to an end? Yeah, probably. They're like, okay, these <laughs> last four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's you're probably you're going to be the most rowdy group. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I haven't seen, I haven't, I've kind of stayed away from a lot of it. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that busy last night when I was, I mean, it wasn't oh, really, it, it was busy night. where we were last night for the staff uh, party. Cam, what happened to you? I thought you were coming. I showed up for a bit. Looked where, around. When? At like three thirty, three forty-five. 45. Like, man, there's 5,000 people in this tent. It's really hot. I don't want to be here, so I left. That's fair. And I went to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but did you go to the big tent or did you go outside? Because we had a, we have a little section. I was in both, and then oh. uh, lovely Pam came came and find me, gave me my my drink tickets. I had a little bit of food and drink, and I yeah, made okay. my way out. All right, well, she got some food. Yeah, yeah. a little barbecue. I was there uh, for the duration. I can imagine. Yeah, it was it was good times. They kick you out at seven. No, no, they didn't kick anybody out at seven. Okay, and it was funny how it was like we had like our own little private quote party. Like, there's no everybody was going in and out of there. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just this is just your area tonight. Uh, if you want to hang out, like that's essentially what it was last night. But lots of fun. So give us your uh, your something, some shenanigans you've done at your work stampede party. Nine sixty nine sixty name and location. You give us a good story. Um, we'll play it at eight thirty with Texty McTexterson. If we pick your story. You win two tickets to the Badlands Music Festival Friday and Saturday. Rick Ross and Tyga on Friday. Dead Mouse and uh, Sat. Sat? 
Dead mouse and what well, on Saturday. Oh no, that's just sad. <laughs> yeah, that's just sad. It's my favorite. On DJ sat. DJ It's been sat. a long week. There's somebody else week. playing with him. I just didn't include it. It's been a long week. <laughs> Does he work with DJ Sun or no? <laughs> DJ Twos. DJ Twos. Yeah. Um. We'll do that. Keep them rolling in. And there's also a uh, a burger in Thailand that Burger King is selling. Oh God, yes. That I want to get to. Uh, with Eric Francis coming up at the top of the hour. All right, it's the big show. Uh, we got a skeleton crew today. Myself, it's Patrick Dumont, it's Cam, and that's it right now. <laughs> Sports at 960. <laughs> You're listening to the big show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio at the top of the hour. Eric Francis will be in studio from 7 to 9. We have Calgary Flames forward Blake Coleman on the show at 7.30. And NHL legend Stanley Cup champion Tim Hunter at 8 o'clock. We also have some uh, two pairs of tickets. Two pairs of tickets? Yeah. So we're giving away two pairs of tickets today? No, sorry. Just one pair. It's one pair. It's two sets, one pair. My bad. One pair. One pair. One pair of tickets to the Badlands Music Festival for Friday and Saturday. Yes. Uh, Rick Ross and Tyga on Friday, Deadmouse on Saturday. Yes. Uh, give us your um, work party shenanigans mm-hmm. story at the Stampede. 960, 960, name and location. We pick your story. Boom. You win the tickets. Yeah, you do. It's that simple. 960, 960, name and location. But right now, it's time for the Rose Report, and it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Bloom. Matty Rose. No, this is Patrick. Yes, uh, we will start with uh, some hockey, local hockey. The Calgary Wranglers announced their 2023-2024 regular season schedule on Wednesday. Hey. Real slow day in sports when I'm talking about the Wranglers. Schedule drops. Uh, they'll play 72 games in total. Uh, they will open the season on the road in Winnipeg to take on the Moose. Uh, that will be on Friday, October 13th. They will have their home opener on Saturday, October 28th against the Colorado Eagles. They'll play the Abbotsford Canucks 12 times. Well, they'll play the Oilers affiliate, the Bakersfield Condors, eight. Uh, they'll actually play the Moose eight times as well, which is a new wrinkle in this year's schedule. The Moose, of course, not in the Wranglers division. Uh, they have an eight-game homestand from December 28th to June 12th. Included in there is uh, a New Year's Day game against Coachella Valley. Uh, Brad Paschal, uh, Flames assistant GM, and uh, running the show with the Wranglers joined Pat Steinberg yesterday. You can listen to the full conversation up on the Flames Talk podcast feeds. Uh, Wimbledon, uh, off to Southwest London. Uh, we know the final four on both the men's and the women's draw. The ladies are just about to get underway. Uh, Ange Jabor taking on the three seed, Elena Rabakina. Uh, sorry, though, that was yesterday. Uh, the women, it would be, uh, Elena Svetlina up against Marketa Vondrasova. And, uh, over on that one, following that one, it'll be Ange Jabor versus Arena Sabalenka. Uh, on the men's side yesterday, uh, three seed Daniil Medvedev taking on the upstart unseeded American Chris Eubanks. Uh, Medvedev would take the first set, uh, but from there, everything would go Eubanks' way. He'd uh, win the next two sets, 6-1, 6-4, and lead the fourth set, but then have the wheels completely fall off, would drop that set, 7-6 in a tie break, uh, then would get the, uh, run out the building in the fifth and deciding set. Chris Eubanks falls to the three seed, 
Uh, Daniil Medvedev, what a run for Eubanks. He shot up all the way to number 43 in the world. He was 123rd all the way back in January. Uh, now, who would Medvedev take on in the semis? Well, it's none other than world number one, Carlos Alcaraz, who dispatched the six-seed Holger Rune in straight sets. Uh, the men's semis will go tomorrow. Carlos Alcaraz versus Daniil Medvedev. Mm, that's a good. That's going to yeah. be an interesting, fascinating yeah. match. Yeah, it will be. And Yannick Sinner uh, will try and attempt something that no one has done in 10 years, make Novak Djokovic drop a set on center court at Wimbledon. Oh, no, or defeat him. Or defeat him, that too. Yeah, no, uh, he's, he lost a set uh, yeah. to uh, Rublev. Okay, defeat him, yeah. But still beat him on center court. Uh, that, that Medvedev, again, I expect, although Sinner's a very nice player, a very good grass player, yeah. I expect Novak Djokovic to get through that match. And I kind of want to see Djokovic Alcaraz on Sunday. Oh, yeah, I think that's what's happening. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, someone saw the father of Carlos Alcaraz filming Novak Djokovic's practice. What, is he, what did he do? Taking I, notes from Bill Belichick? I don't know. And when asked about it, Carlos's response was probably. Uh, <laughs> that's because Alcaraz's dad is a super tennis fan. He, like, he loves the sport like, all, like more than Carlos. He loves it like everything. Yeah. Uh, I guess he does this all the time. Uh, <laughs> so when he just like films his practice to watch how he just hits the ball, just everything. Just like, okay, can I just tell you yeah. something? Um, I did back in 2013. I went to uh, Belgrade, Serbia, to uh-huh. visit my grandparents, and I did the trip to cover Canada, who's in the Davis Cup semifinals for the first time. Yeah, and they were taking on Serbia, and I went and covered it. And uh, I went there on the Friday. They were practicing. It was cool. It was in an arena, and yeah. they just trucked in all this clay. Yeah. You see, like, literally bags of clay all <laughs> over the place while they're doing it. But I was there for a Novak Djokovic practice. And Patrick, no word of a lie, the security was so lax, too. I did have a pass, but it was hilarious how lax the security was. Mm-hmm. I was literally two meters away from Novak Djokovic <laughs> during practice. <laughs> And he was hitting the ball, and just the sound that it comes off his racket yeah. is just something that's different. I think that's something that a lot of us, when you watch professional sports and athletes, tennis has a specific sound yeah. on how they hit it. Golf, especially. When you yeah. go watch professional golf, there's just a different sound how that mm-hmm. thing comes off yep. their clubs. And it's so neat to watch those guys practice because you you really don't, you know, sometimes you just you, you forget yeah. how incredible these, these athletes are. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, oh, I could do that. Like, oh, I could, you know, I could hit a Clayton Kershaw curveball. No, you couldn't. No. It's it's next to impossible. I could, you know, at least win a point off Novak Djokovic. I don't know if he could. It's like, probably oh, couldn't. I could gain ten yards if I had a hundred attempts at it in football. Probably not. In the NFL, yeah. Like, if you ever thought about if you could actually do that, I just think of John Bender, friend of the show, mountain of a man. Mm-hmm. He was an offensive lineman. He was an offensive lineman. Yeah. I just. I couldn't imagine just running past him. Yeah. Like, do I have enough? Do I have a hole here? Can I, can yeah. I hit the hole here? No. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> yeah, I know he'll block for me, and that's great. But, but like, I just couldn't imagine, like, facing off guys that John Bender had to, like, block. A hundred attempts to get a first down. Yeah. There's no chance. It'd be, a, it'd be impossible. Yeah. It'd be no chance. Like, people don't realize what animals those NFL players are. Yeah. I want to have a, I want to have an NFL conversation with you next week, because okay. I want... I want to determine something for this city Hell yeah! that I've kind of done a little bit before, but I want to get a concrete answer, and we'll do that next week. Okay. Can't wait. Uh, and then uh, when Alcaraz was asked about if it will give him any advantage that his dad oh, was yeah. filming, oh, yeah, sure. uh, his response was, uh, probably not. I have many videos of Djokovic on many platforms. Yeah. So uh, look for those two in the final on Sunday. Mm. Stan Peters have one more day of practice before shipping off to Regina for their week six 
tangle with the Riders, and the injury bug continues to pile up for the Stamps, as they will likely be without one of their offensive linemen, Heath Horton. He's already been out this year, but he's going to be out for the foreseeable future. Coach Dickinson on this injury and what the team will have to do uh, to get by. So we've actually a um, couple guys that were banged up a little bit um, did come back today. We're, we put Hugh on six game. So unfortunately, Hugh's had multiple injuries, uh, lower body injuries. I do have faith he'll be back um, for the season, but unfortunately, it's going to be six plus. So that means another opportunity. Uh, we'll see who steals it, and we have worked multiple combinations, but that's not always a good thing. You know, I think offensive lines that play the best have the same five week in, week out. Let's find that that five and hopefully build it. Yeah, so the Stamps will have to adapt and evolve like they always do of late. Uh, this group has shown resiliency in the past, and they're going to have to grab a big bucket of it this time. Uh, Stamps and Riders go on Saturday at 5 o'clock. Week 6 does get underway tonight in the CFL. Up the road in Edmonton as the Elks put their 1,300-day-plus losing home streak on the line against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Like, How is that even possible? How do you, how do you not... Like, since 2019, yeah. they October, haven't won one home game. Yeah, it was like October, what, 19th, 2019? In a league with nine teams. Yeah. You can't get one home win? You're that inept? The amount that of terrible? The amount of crap that has happened since the Elks last won a home game. Right. Like, My that's God. just unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we'll see what the... And then, uh, like, obviously, from from doing shows here in Calgary. Like, you kind of want that thing to continue because it's really neat to talk about. It's hilarious to see it happen, but I know it's not good for the league to see that happen. Really? Why? Why do you think it's not good for the league? Well, Edmonton for so long was a team that you could rely on. The champions. Exactly. The the, the then team uh, was... A perennial contender, making the playoffs thirty plus years, Gizmo leading the Williams. league. Yeah, leading the league in attendance. Gizmo. That Gizmo was great. You don't, Leader, hear, you don't hear nicknames like that anymore. <laughs> Gizmo oh, Henry Gizmo. Williams. Yeah, uh, but yeah, leading the league in attendance, being the most consistent team this league had to offer, and just over the last really decades, it's seemingly it's fallen off for the Elks. Uh, they have a great cup in there. I know they have one great cup win Wait, in that entire okay. time, but it's just as the whole that franchise has just fallen okay. off. In the last decade. Correct me if I'm wrong. Do they have a win at home since changing their name? No. They were the uh, the the Eskies back in 19. Okay. Yep. Isn't that isn't that interesting? Yeah. Because Elks is uh... the Elks have never won at home. They have never the Edmonton <laughs> fans have never seen an Elk win. Okay. At home. That's awesome. Yeah, it's absolutely hilarious. It's like yeah. it's almost like the gods say this is what you get for changing the name, and I know why they changed the name. Of course. Of course. But this is like it's just. I've never seen this like in the CFL in a night. It's impossible league, to fall off the way they have. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And they were the one of the most consistent franchises this league um, had to offer. I know. I love doing some hot CFL talks. What we do on this show, <laughs> we got extended. It's there's not much to go. No, on. No, there's not much to go on. But um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you too. Um, Hamilton's been disappointing, right? Yes, they have. They just got one win on the year. They got no Bo Levi Mitchell. He's out for at least the foreseeable future. Here, he's on the sideline coaching. Yeah. Getting no Matthew good. Schiltz all gunned up and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Barely got through Ottawa last week, who is now down to Dustin Crum at quarterback. Yeah, That's get, another thing. This league at quarterback, lean. holy crap, man. It is bad. It drops off quick. It drops off big. It's like Zach Kalaros and everybody else. Well, Vernon Adams is at a good Yeah, year. Vernon, he had a good start. Had the Cody Fajardo's not bad. Fajardo's been all right. But like when it comes to like, hey, this guy's the MOP. 
the last yeah, you, two times. You don't times have like a Dave league. Dickinson or a Doug Flutie. Exactly. Like, and around you don't even league. have old Bo. Like old, like five years ago, Bo Levi Mitchell was on yeah. it, like the best quarterback this league's seen since Anthony Calvillo. And it's like, okay. Are the Argos injured. and the Bombers the best team in the league? I think so. I think they could be easily on pace to be meeting again in Hamilton. In November. Oh, that's where the Grey Cup is. This in the year? Ha- it's in the Hammer. They got. Oh, they okay. finally. They get. It's kind of a makeup because they had the Grey Cup in 2021, but they couldn't do it because it was kind of half sea with the pandemic. Right. So they finally get to. They didn't do. They couldn't even do a half. They did a halftime show, but they couldn't do any of the the, the week. The Grey Cup week. Oh, okay. So they yeah. get to do the Grey Cup week this time, uh, and I know Hamilton yeah. will put on a hell of a show. It's such an interesting um, situation in Hamilton from somebody who's from that area. That in Toronto they just don't care about the CFL yep. like. Actually, it's it's probably good for the Argos that Toronto FC is an absolute laughing stock again. Yeah, and that's actually pro- probably putting a little more interest into the Toronto Argonauts, who obviously won the Great Cup, and yeah. they're one of the better teams. For in the, the people Canadian living out in Liberty Village, yeah, like ooh, I yeah. go TSC or go to Argos. Yeah, right. And uh, the Argos <laughs> have been good, but it uh, when it comes to uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, man, they love their Tiger Cats there. Oh yeah, like it's just you have that little pocket, that city of There's... like you know two hundred fifty thousand people. I think that's how many people in Hamilton. And uh, they just love their team. And it's in that neighborhood in the yeah, rough exactly. part of Hamilton, East Main. Or is it 500,000? Hamilton's closer to like 800,000. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. How do I not know 000. that? I don't know. Hamilton's don't a big know. place. No, Hamilton is a big place. Yeah. But uh, they love their Canadian football. And it's funny how like there's just pockets of this country who absolutely can't get enough of it. I find like there's Calgary. There's three cities. There's three cities. No, I, I find Calgary's in the middle. It used to be a real, real football town. Um, obviously, the stadium doesn't help. Mm. That is uh, that is a big yeah. Well, there's three mar- that Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, and Hamilton. Those are the three. They're the three that. I, but even I find like there's a lot of parallels between like Montreal and Calgary. Like when they were dominant, there's like so much interest in both two of those teams. Uh, Montreal also has the benefit of playing in a crappy stadium as well. That kind of hurts them. I know it's yeah. a cool looking facility, but it's probably worse than McMahon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, it's is just... Mark Tressman ever going to come back to the CFL? Probably not. Hmm. Scott Milanovic left it again. Or no, yeah. is he back? I don't know. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, a lot of CFL. Uh, locally, on, I gotta look up population of Hamilton. I don't. I don't. I don't. I can't believe I don't know this. <laughs> locally, will you do that? I'll do this. Boom! Yeah, yeah five hundred seventy-nine thousand. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, you loop it all is in that there. There's so many people in that and... damn area. Uh, Okotoks dogs looking to earn a split. Oh yeah! With the Miller Express down in the rock last night. Let the big dog eat. Let the big dog eat. 11-5 winners, big win for the dogs. They'll be down in the Trans Canada in Brooks tonight to take on the Bombers. 7:05 first pitch. Uh, and a reminder: uh, the WCBL will hold their All Star Game this weekend down in Okotoks. Just 13 tickets available. I counted them on the website. Home run derby at five, game at seven. Get out there on Saturday night. Fast kicking, low scoring, and ties. <laughs> you bet. Cavs are back home last night, taking on Atletico Ottawa, looking for a third straight victory, and that would vault them within one point of Pacific for first in the table. Nothing happening chance-wise for both sides in the first half. A lot of physical play from Ottawa, resulting in three yellow cards uh, just uh, just in the first half alone. Cavs controlled the possession, but got absolutely nothing in the way of quality chances in front of goal. Uh, second half now, more ball control, less scoring chances. The lineup was a little funkier, maybe with the short week. Tommy wanting to give uh, some eyes on some different players. Uh, 82nd minute now off a terrible throw-in. 
and a bad giveaway from Adoku Shima. On was Malcolm Shaw is left all in left in all alone, but is taken out by Marco Carducci in the box. Penalty to Atletico. No. Ollie Bassett will not be denied the PK. 1-0 to Ottawa. And just a few minutes later, absolutely more disaster for Cavalry. Five minutes in stoppage time as Atletico Ottawa try to continue to haunt Cavalry at Echo Field. Here's Sam Salter. All alone with three black shirts. Why does nobody pick up Bassi? Bassi! He's gonna win the game for Atletico Ottawa! Jean and Yalassi with another goal in the final 10 minutes. It's his first for Atletico Ottawa, and it comes against his former side. Yeah, absolutely sloppy, sloppy, sloppy play from Cavs yesterday, resulting that one, another bad throw in. Uh, Sam Salter picks out a wide open Jean Anil Assi as he bites his former team. Atletico Ottawa take this one 2 0. Uh, definitely a wee setback mm. for the Cavs. Uh, they do have that game in hand still. Uh, they'll be back at Spruce Meadows this Saturday when they welcome HFX Wanderers. That was uh, that was not a fun one last night. Uh, some hot, hot CEBL action. Uh, last night is the Calgary Surge. We we're looking to break this mini two game losing streak in Montreal, taking on the Alliance. Uh, this one was a close one. Uh, with a surge up 68-65. Target ending score set for 77. And that's exactly what the surge got. They beat Montreal 77-74. Big game from Stefan Smith, who scored 20 points in the victory. Uh, one more on the road for Calgary, playing first place Winnipeg on Sunday. Uh, Raptors continuing their play, I guess, of what you ever want to call it in Summer League. God, they're bad. A little bit better like, wh- yesterday. Why do we care about Summer League? I, I don't understand how don't people know. are like, they can't win in Summer League. <laughs> Who cares? It's like, they've, as long as Summer League's been around, the Raptors have like, historically been yeah, bad. Who cares? Uh, like, they, who was the best team in Summer Quick, who was the best team in Summer League last year? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> they probably didn't win the NBA title. Yeah. Uh, who cares? Raptors continuing their play. I, I, yeah, I guess, yeah, whatever. I already said that. Uh, they lost the Pistons 94-90. Grady Dick, however, with a good game. 20 points, adding seven rebounds. Name. I love it. Uh, they shot 22% from three Ugh. in their first three games. And yesterday went the last 8-0-4 of the game without making a made field goal. Uh, like, <laughs> didn't make it three I, after the second quarter. And again, the 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 NBA is so smart how they do this. Yeah, and how, like, I love an like, NHL summer league. That, well, that's what I was gonna ask you. Do you think it would work? I mean, there's the th- there's all like the prospect tournaments and like they're all random. Like each team plays like their own prospect tournament. But I would love a summer league August. Get into an arena somewhere. I don't know. Just have like, like just the Canadian teams doing it. A Canadian team, or just like uh, some Western teams. Some like you don't like need a Pacific all Division one. Yeah, yeah, like a Pacific Division summer league tournament. Yeah, I'd have them all. Would go. you watch? Uh, people would watch. People it. Would definitely watch that. <laughs> Make people, it like dirt cheap to go. Americans to. watch and bet on the summer league like it's nothing. Like they're like, oh, Victor Wembanyama, he's only playing two games. They got to keep yeah, him yeah. healthy, and then the whole Britney Spears thing. Like summer league is big stuff in the U.S. I think it would be. It would do tons of love up here. You get so? our guys some work in the summertime. Yeah, it'd be true. Yeah, if you had it like at a neutral site like in Edmonton again because yeah. of the arena. Exactly. Arena, they have got the multiple rinks and everything. Yeah. It works for them. Have like a little Even summer Seattle, because the Kraken have their community rink and everything too. So yeah. even yeah. have it like Seattle, Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg having their own little tournament. Yeah, just, it'd be fun. I think it would be Name really it cool. like some sort of cup that yeah. they can play it. Yeah. I think yeah. it would be cool. I think, of course, it's the NHL. They won't do it. It's July, man. We're, we're grasping <laughs> at straws. Yeah. So. Uh, LeBron, I don't know if you heard this. He announced his, uh, that he's not going to be retiring at yeah. the SBC. Duh. Duh. Uh, we'll well, take... He wants to play with Bronny. <laughs> exactly. Well, he's two, at least two years away from Bronny. 
uh, when he uh, we'll see if Bronny's even an NBA player. Like yeah. we'll see. Well, if apparently he's, he's going to be a late first round pick, okay. mid, mid to late first like round the, pick this, in twenty twenty four. Yeah. Okay. So that's good, apparently what where he's going to go. So good year allegedly. with USC. Yeah. We'll see what happens and no know. pressure, kid. Because I mean, LeBron will go. Literally no pressure. Because if I mean, who knows? The Lakers are trying to be a contender again. Yeah. Maybe they have a late pick and they take Bronny. Who mm-hmm. knows? Uh, speaking of those ESPYS, I guess they did get a host, Pat McAfee. Uh, oh, okay. Like well, ESPN him. threw him. They threw him a ton of money. of money, and a bunch of people lost their jobs because of it. No, no, they didn't. At least that's not what McAfee wants you to believe. Uh, taking a look at some notable winners: Pat Mahomes, uh, one best male athlete. Uh, well, I Alpine skier Michaela Schifrin. Never I heard love. of her. One really, you've never heard of Michaela I, I never Schifrin. Michaela Schifrin. You're not an Olympic guy like I'm not I am. An, I'm not an Olympic I love guy. the Olympics. I do like the Olympics, but I'm not like Olympic names. I get more. Oh, ramped I'm a big up. fan of Michaela. You, you should look up Michaela Schifrin on Instagram. Okay, big fan of hers. All right. Uh, Canada's Jamal Murray won Comeback Athlete of the Year. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs were crowned best team over all the other notable so champions dumb. around big sports. Sure. Uh, Lionel Messi's World Cup final performance against France was named best championship performance. No, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, Connor McDavid named best NHL player. Uh, Liam Hendricks took home the uh, Jimmy V Award for after his courageous battle with cancer. And the Pat Tillman Award was given to the Buffalo Bills training staff for their uh, life-saving actions towards DeMar Hamlin back in January. What a crazy story that was. That was in January. Uh, uh, And some golf. uh, Play that We Golf music once again. Yeah, how did did we get (laughs) the Wimbledon music and the golf music as the same thing? Can't we find... Because I think this is just We Sports music, so it gets looped in with uh, the We Tennis, We Golf. But yeah, we'll find You know I'm impartial to the NBC Wimbledon theme. Okay, well, we'll do that next time. Maybe Maybe tomorrow tomorrow. we'll do that. You know I like that one. Uh, Yeah, the the, uh, Genesis Scottish Open, a little preview event ahead of next week's uh, Open Championship down at the Royal Liverpool. Pool. Uh, Byung Hun An is your leader at eight under. Uh, Thomas Detry of Belgium is six is at six under, as is Rory McElroy. Uh, top Canuck, uh, Nick Taylor, he's at two under. And Corey Connors and Mackenzie Hughes will tee off in an hour or so as they round out the day in North Berwick, Scotland. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Open Championship uh, next week. Next week? Yes. Gets yes. underway next week. Next week. Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, really looking forward to that. Um, I love me some golf majors. And I love the fact that uh, I get to watch it in the Calgary time zone. Yeah. Uh, because it's going to be a lot different than watching it in the oh, Eastern yeah. time like, zone. Like, it'll be, be a over... lot even earlier. Yeah. It'll be over by like 1 o'clock, 1230. Yeah. It'll be great. Even though it'll, like, it'll start at 3 in the morning, 2 in the morning here. <laughs> and it was so weird when they used to give away well, when they used to give away the medal and, and the claret jug. The, the, the champion golfer of the year. And then like, oh, yeah, by the way, we still got to play the PGA yeah, in yeah. sweltering <laughs> Oklahoma in August. Like, yeah, no, it's good that they do it this way. Yeah, I like no, it. it makes more sense that way. Uh, and, yeah, that's your morning report. I didn't grab Sammy's or Maddie's. Uh, How dare you? Yeah, I know. Well, I actually, here it is. Hang on. 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 There we go. And good night and good luck to you, terrific sir. Stuff. Uh, terrific stuff, uh, Patrick. Uh, the Rose Report. Starring Patrick DeMont is brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. All right. Um, Blake Coleman, Calgary Flames forward, joining us at 7.30. Stanley Cup champion, NHL legend, Tim Hunter at 8 o'clock. Uh, also, we want to get your uh, stories, your your biggest shenanigans at a work party at the Stampede. Either you or a coworker who maybe did something they regret. 
at a work stampede party. 960, 960, name and location. If we pick your story, you'll wear a pair of tickets to the Badlands Music Festival for Friday and Saturday. Eric Francis next. It's the big show, Rustic and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan.